Before we start our story, we invite you to join the Circle Round Club. As a member, you can get ad-free episodes, bonus bedtime stories, early access to Circle Round events, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Join now and support the public radio podcast you love at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. What's the sweetest thing you can think of? A ripe mango, perhaps? An ooey-gooey brownie? Today's story is all about sweetness, but not a sweet thing. A sweet person. And the very sour person who tries to bring him down. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called Sweet and Sour. Versions of this tale come from the Zulu people of South Africa. Some really great folks came together to bring you our adaptation of this folktale, including Avi Nash and Marshall Escamilla. Grown-ups, you might recognize Avi Nash from AMC's hit series The Walking Dead. And kids, you might know Marshall Escamilla as the co-host of the science podcast Tumble. So circle around, everyone. For sweet and sour. It was the middle of a long, hot summer when Mother called her two sons to her side. My boys, please go to the forest and see if you can find any wild apples or plums. Those poor trees haven't seen rain in quite a while. But if their branches are bearing even a handful of luscious, juicy fruit, think how refreshing it will taste in this blistering heat. Mother's older son, an impatient, ill-tempered fellow whom everyone in the village called brother, scrunched up his face and wiped his sweaty brow. Come on, Mother! We can't go running around in this heat. We'll melt. Oh, not to worry, brother. Mother's younger son, a gentle, agreeable guy whom everyone called Junior, beamed. We'll be in the forest. The shade of the trees will help keep us cool. Brother and I are more than happy to help you, Mother. We'll bring back whatever we can find. So Brother and Junior set off for the forest. As they followed the sandy path that led out of the village, Brother frowned and kicked his heels at the dusty ground. Junior, meanwhile, hummed a cheerful song and walked with a skip in his step. (laughs) Brother rolled his eyes at his younger sibling. How in the world was Junior always so cheerful? That kid was as sweet as honey, and everyone in the village loved him for it. The whole thing made Brother pucker up his face and feel downright sour inside. At last, Brother and Junior reached the forest. Though they searched high and low for wild apples and plums, the parched trees were bare. Oh well, Junior, no fruit to be found. Looks like we'll just have to go back home and... Not so fast, Brother. Junior laid a hand on Brother's shoulder. We promised Mother we'd bring home something, and I want to make good on that promise. Listen, on the other side of this forest lies a village, 
On the other side of the village lies another forest. How about we pass through the village, head to the other forest, and try again there? Brother's body was sticky with sweat, and his throat was as dry as the dust on the sun-baked ground. Not only that, but the heat had zapped all of his energy. He slumped down on a tree stump and laid his dripping head in his clammy hands. No way, Junior. If you want to trek to that other forest, you'll have to go without me. Because I'm going to stay here and cool off. I'll see you when you get back. So Junior headed off alone, humming his cheerful song and walking with that chipper skip in his step. But when he reached the edge of the forest, his voice caught in his throat and he froze in his tracks. <gasps> oh my! Before him lay the village he had mentioned to Brother. But the place was deserted. There were no signs of life whatsoever. No cows, no sheep, no goats, no chickens, and definitely no people. Instead, as Junior wandered from empty hut to empty hut, he noticed that all of the desolate, abandoned buildings were covered in a thick layer of red sand. Hmm. Looks like a dust storm hit this village. That must be why everybody fled. But as Junior made his way through the village, he suddenly heard... Help me. A voice. Please, help me. My goodness, who could that be? And where are they? H hello? H hello? Junior swiveled his head this way and that until his eyes landed on a pot. A big red clay cooking pot that was nearly as tall as he was. Junior noticed that the pot was turned upside down and was wobbling back and forth on the ground. Wait, is somebody inside that pot? How could that be? Junior crept toward the pot and tapped its surface with a fingernail. He hello? Anybody in there? Yes, yes, I am. Please, get me out. Immediately, Junior sprung into action. He crouched down and wrapped his arms around the upside-down pot. Then he used all his strength to heave it off the ground and turn it right side up. <sighs> and when he did... Oh, thank you. He came face to face with a tiny old man with skin as wrinkly as a roasted apple. Phew, it sure was sweltering inside that pot. I was worried I'd be stuck in there forever. But how did you get in there? Oh, what happened? Well, as our village was seeing more and more scorching sun and less and less cooling rain, a fierce dust storm struck, and everyone decided to leave, just like that. All my children, all my grandchildren, all my friends, quick as a wink, they threw their things together and were gone. Somehow, in all the hubbub and hullabaloo, I got stuck inside this pot. But now that you freed me, please, allow me to give you a gift. Oh, that won't be necessary, sir. I'm just glad you're all right. That's very sweet of you, young man. Sweet as honey, in fact. But really, I insist on giving you something. Follow me. 
The man spun on his heel and hobbled across the village, with Junior right behind him. When they reached the other forest, the one Junior told brother he had planned to scour for wild apples and plums, the old man shuffled over to a tree. It was the tallest, thickest tree Junior had ever laid eyes on. The top branches seemed to brush the clouds, and the trunk was so wide, dozens of children could join hands and dance circles around it. As Junior marveled at the tree, the old man reached out his hand. Clutched in his bony fingers was an axe. Please, take this axe, young man, and chop a hole in the tree's trunk. Junior blinked his eyes. Are you serious? It would take a giant to even make a dent in this trunk, let alone hew a hole in it. The old man's weathered lips crinkled into a grin. Have some faith. Just give it a try. So Junior took the axe. Then he took a deep breath, and with all his might, he drove the axe toward the tree. To his surprise, it left a gaping hole in the mighty trunk. Wow! But, as we're about to find out, what happened next was even more wow than that. What do you think happened after Junior chopped a hole in the tree? We'll find out what it was after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get back to our story, have you heard about the Circle Round Club? It's a super fun way to support the public radio podcast you love and get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with special Circle Round Club swag, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, ad-free episodes, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today our story is called Sweet and Sour. Before the break, a mysterious old man wanted to thank sweet-tempered Junior for saving his life. So he gave Junior an axe and instructed him to chop a hole in a giant tree. With just one stroke of the axe, Junior managed to hack a big gash in the tree's trunk. And as Junior gaped at the hole he'd created, what should step out of the hole but a sleek brown cow? Then a woolly white sheep. Then a bearded gray goat. Then 
an entire flock of chickens. All of these animals are for you, young man. Take them home and raise them well. And thank you. Before Junior could offer thanks of his own, the little old man scampered across the forest and disappeared among the trees. This is unbelievable! I have to go show these animals to Brother. He'll be so surprised. Junior led the animals back to the first forest, where his older sibling was still slumped on a stump, his head in his hands. When Brother looked up and cast his eyes on the cow, sheep, goat, and chickens, his mouth dropped wide open. Junior? You, you, you told me you were going to the other forest to pick apples and plums, yet you come back with all these animals? How is that even possible? Well, you're not going to believe this, but when I got to the village at the edge of the forest, it was completely... Junior told brother everything that happened, how he'd reached the village and found it abandoned. But then he heard a voice coming from inside a clay pot and found a tiny old man who insisted on giving him a gift to show his gratitude. So the man led me into the other forest where we came upon this massive ancient tree. He handed me an axe and told me to chop a hole in the trunk. I gave it a good whack, and wouldn't you know it, out came all these animals. You know, I I think I'll give them names. The cow will be Bessie, the sheep will be Snowy, the goat will be Billy, and I'll name the chickens Dottie, Lottie, Stella, Bella, Henny, and Penny. Brother made a sour face. His heart puckered with jealousy. Not only did everyone in their village think that Junior was as sweet as honey, now this complete stranger did too. And Junior had all these wonderful animals to show for it. Well, not if Brother could do something about it. Glancing around the forest, he caught sight of some long, strong vines snaking up a tree. Um, you know, Junior... It's been a long, hot adventure. We both could use a little drink, don't you think? Oh, why, that's a fine idea, brother. But the closest water is the river at the bottom of the stony cliffs. And and you know how steep those cliffs are. We would need to lower each other down with some sort of rope. Brother pointed to the vines. Well, how about those creeping vines? They're long and strong. We can take turns, lowering each other down the cliff wall, and then we can each take a drink from the river. So Brother and Junior yanked down some vines and headed toward the stony cliffs. Before long, they heard the sound of rushing water. Junior peered over the edge. When he saw the sparkle of the river below, his eyes lit up. Ooh, that water looks so clear and cool. Brother, why don't you take the first drink? I'll tie the vines around your waist and lower you down. Once you've had your fill, you can do the same for me. That's so kind of you, Junior. You know, what everyone says about you is true. You certainly are as sweet as honey. Having no clue that Brother was up to no good, Junior secured the vine around his older sibling's waist. Then he held on tight as Brother scooted down the wall of the cliff. Once Brother reached the bottom, he unknotted the vine, set his end of it on the ground, and raced to the river. After gulping down some of the clear, cool water, Brother returned to his end of the vine, 
He retied it around his waist, then motioned for Junior to pull him back up the cliff. When Brother reached the top, his eyes were gleaming. That was so refreshing. You're gonna love it, Junior. So, here, let's tie this vine around your waist, and away you go. I'll wait here with the animals. Thank you, Brother. Brother wore a devilish smile as he lowered Junior down the steep wall of rock, but the innocent younger sibling couldn't see it. When Junior reached the bottom, he untied the vine and laid his end down. But the moment he did, do you know what happened? The rest of the vine came hurtling over the cliff wall before landing at his feet in a tangled mess. Yikes! What's going on? Brother! The the vine! It fell! Oh? Did it now? Oh, that's a shame. (laughs) But, but, But don't despair, Junior. Okay, I'll think of something. Sit tight now. Brother laughed to himself as he herded up Junior's cow, sheep, goat, and chickens. Then he led them back to the village, where Mother was waiting. Brother! Where did all these animals come from? And where is Junior? Brother shrugged his shoulders. I don't know where Junior is, actually. You see, this old man gave me all these animals as a present because I did something so very nice for him. Then poor Junior got so jealous he ran home to pout and sulk. I thought for sure he'd be back in the village by now crying in his bed. You know, I think I'll give all of these animals names. The cow will be Bessie, and the sheep will be Snowy, and the goat will be Billy, and I'll name the chickens Dottie, Lottie, Stella, Bella, Henny, and Penny. Mother furrowed her brow and cocked her head. Something about Brother's words didn't sound right. First of all, though she had tried raising both of her sons to be selfless and gracious, somehow Brother only thought about himself and rarely did nice things for other people. As for Junior getting jealous, well, that was fishy too. The young man was always so good-natured and kind, as sweet as honey, in fact. Hmm. I don't know, brother. I haven't seen Junior since you two went out to pick fruit from the forest. If Junior really is out there somewhere, he'll be all alone in the dark after the sun goes down. I really should go find him, but goodness knows where I should start my... Before Mother could utter another word, she was interrupted by the twittering, chattery call of a bird. But not just any bird. A honeybird! The honeybird, or honey guide as it's sometimes called, is a real bird with an amazing gift. The little brown bird tracks down wild bees' nests. Then it guides humans to those nests so that people can collect the fresh, golden honey inside. As the honeybird swooped through the air, Mother thought about her missing son, Junior, who was as sweet as honey. Suddenly, her eyes grew wide. (gasps) What if... Mother began to tremble. 
brother noticed. What if what, mother? <laughs> There's no time to explain. You stay here with the animals, brother. I'll be back. Mother raced after the honeybird as it flitted through the air. It glided and soared, soared and glided before stopping and switching directions. Hmm, where is that bird going now? If we turn this way, we'll go right over the steep stony cliffs and plunge into the river. But that's exactly where the bird was going. The feathery creature flew to the edge of the cliff, then dove down toward the clear, cool water below. Mother crawled to the precipice, peered over the steep edge, and let out a cry of joy. It's true! There's my son! There's Junior! Junior! Junior had fallen asleep on the riverbank, his hands cradled under his head as a pillow. When he heard his mother's voice, he woke with a start. Mother! Is that you? It is, my dear. Wait right there. Mother sprinted to the forest and tugged some creeping vines from a tree. Then she returned to the cliff and tossed a long, winding vine over the edge. Junior jumped to his feet, grabbed the vine, and tied it around his waist. Then Mother pulled him up and wrapped him in a teary embrace before taking him back home. When Brother spotted his younger sibling, he fell to his knees and pleaded for forgiveness. And Junior granted it. On one condition that you try practicing a little kindness. The world will be sweeter for it, brother, and you will be too. From then on, brother and Junior worked together, taking care of their mother and tending to their animals. And they all lived joyfully and sweetly, very sweetly, because somehow or other, the honeybird was always there, twittering and tweeting and leading them to the nearest wild bee's nest, where they collected fresh golden honey to their heart's content. Now it's your turn. Think about someone in your life who's been sweet to you, someone who's been kind and considerate. It could be a friend, it could be a family member, it could be a librarian who's helped you pick out great books, or a mail carrier who delivers your family's postcards and letters with a smile. Whoever your person is, find some paper and something to draw with, and make them a thank you card to express your gratitude for the sweetness they've shown. Then have a grown-up drop that card in the mail, or snap a photo and send it electronically. Either way, you're sure to add even more sweetness to someone else's day. This week's story, Sweet and Sour, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Circle Round's executive producer, Catherine Brewer. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has drawn a black and white illustration for every Circle Round story, and you can print them out and color them in while you listen, or anytime. Ask a grown-up to visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on Soundtrack and Coloring Pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, Doug Lockwood, Gamalia Farms, Marshall Escamilla, and Avi Nash. Grown-ups, you can see Avi Nash in The Walking Dead on AMC, 
He also stars in the film Hosea, which recently premiered at the Napa Valley Film Festival. And kids, check out Marshall Escamilla on Tumble. You can find Tumble wherever you listen to Circle Round. Our featured instrument this week was the kalimba. You can read about this African thumb piano and see a picture on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Never want to miss an episode of Circle Round? Ask a grown-up to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app they use. And please leave us some stars, write us a review, or just tell your friends about the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. I'm Liz from Atlanta, Georgia. My favorite episode is A Taste of Honey. I like the part where the robbers get covered in honey. My name is Mac. I live in Polly, New York. And my favorite story was the goat in the garden because I liked the part where he said, Don't you know who I am? I'm the billy goat from the hills and mountains. So, so you get out. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.